Hello and welcome to the Employability Services new podcast channel, Vanessa. My name is Fionn Davis. And my name is Dr Beth Edwards and we'll be hosting each and every episode of this new channel. Today we're welcoming more guests to our podcast. So the theme for this episode is all things recruitment, including graduate schemes. So let's welcome our guest, Will from The World Cymru. Hello, how are you? Hiya, good, thank you. Thanks for joining us today. No problem at all. Mm-hmm. So before getting into any questions, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, so my name's Will Titley. I work for Welshwater um, and I'm part of the Graduate Scheme. So I'm coming to the end of the Graduate Scheme now. It's a two-year programme. Uh, consisting of four six-monthly placements where you rotate to different business areas. Before joining Welshwater, I studied at Bangor University. I completed a degree in geological oceanography, followed by a master's in applied marine geophysics at the School of Ocean Sciences, and that led me to this job at Stuart Cymru. Brilliant. Thank you so much. So you're Bangor alumni then? I am. Perfect. (laughs) Right, so the first question we wanted to ask, a bit of a silly one, but, you know, we're just warming up. On a scone... Or scone. Or scone. What do you put first, the jam or the cream? I always put the jam first, followed by the cream. Okay, okay. Any reasoning behind that? No, no particular reason. No? It's just what was always done at home, so, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Beth? What do you do? Oh, I'm weird, you know. So, Why? I get the cream... I get the jam and I mix it together oh, yeah, to make something you. pink oh, no. and then spread it on the scone oh, and then use a knife to cut it because otherwise you get like jam on your fingers. So Cut it in half, you mean? Half and then half again. So it's like mouth-sized right. pieces with pink yeah. on the top. And you say jam first and cream? Yes. I think always. it was the other way around, you know. Really? The cream goes in the fridge so it's a bit, well, sometimes. Doesn't jam go in the fridge? Do you not keep your jam in the fridge? No, I don't. Keep it in the cupboard. I keep mine in the fridge. Do Once you? Open. Once it's open, yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably are meant to do that. But no, cream first me and then jam. Looks pretty as well, I think. Fair yeah. enough, I'll try it. <laughs> okay, okay, so back on track now. Um, so in terms of practicalities, what type of graduate roles are available? And is there kind of a normal advertising window or cycle that you follow with those? Yeah, so there are two main graduate schemes available from Welshwater. So the first one is the Graduate Development Scheme. So this scheme ensures that you know no two days are the same and it's in an environment where you can learn um, in a safe but challenging environment and you can develop your skills, experience um, and your natural ability to lead and manage a team. And then there's a technical graduate scheme um, so that's a bit more involved and a bit more specialised in data science, IT, uh, engineering. So it develops um, the person to have more technical skills uh, rather than management skills. So those are the okay. two main schemes available. Cool, interesting. In terms of a window, um, we usually open uh, the graduate scheme applications in October every year and then they close at the end of November. Um, so one good way of keeping in touch with us is joining the talent community and we'll be sending out information um, that might be of interest to that person so you can select your preferences um, and then we'll be getting in touch with everyone who signed up to let them know when everything opens. Okay, that's interesting. Thank you. So as a curiosity, what made you go for it and how did you find out about it? Was it someone from the family who mentioned it or did you just come across it online? How did you get into it? 
So I came across the graduate scheme online when I was looking for work um, coming to the end of my master's degree. And what attracted me to this was the um, the structure that was given, the four, six monthly placements. I saw them as a really good opportunity to learn. Um, I'd never done anything with the water industry before, but I knew that I needed to learn. And this um, graduate programme looked and has proven to be the perfect way for me to get into the company in terms of picking up new skills, uh, integrating myself into different teams and um, getting some transferable knowledge from different departments. When I move into other departments, I've got a better understanding of wh- what goes on in the other departments and it's become really useful for me um, in my role. Oh, that's amazing. I think it's useful, isn't it? Because, you know, with your mm. degree in Masters, it might not necessarily have been a company that you would have automatically thought you could have worked for. And I think that's really interesting and useful to know because I think a lot of people, you can kind of think of where you think you could work or where you might want to work, but actually there are opportunities in different companies. Absolutely. Because, yeah. The natural path for someone who's completed the, the degrees I did is to go to work to the offshore industry. Mm-hmm. So that means working away from home, working on vessels at sea, you know, doing surveys on seismic analysis, bathymetric analysis, that sort of thing. Um, But it does mean lots of time away from home, working all over the world, and that wasn't something that appealed to me. Um, I I wanted to stay in North Wales, and Dora Cymru have been able to provide me with the opportunity to be able to do that. Um, So I was really grateful and really thrilled when I was able to get on the scheme. So in terms of the process of recruitment, you've talked about that talent pool there, but when you actually start recruiting, do you know? can you tell us a bit more about that process, maybe what you went through, how you found that? Yeah, so the, the way that they go about uh, recruiting in Dor Cymru is you would submit a CV and a cover letter online when you put your application in, um, and then that will be looked at by the recruitment team and they will get in touch with you to tell you if you've been successful or not um, at progressing into the next stage. Um, And the next step, if you are successful, is to complete an online competency test, which could take up to 45 minutes to complete. Um, This assessment is, is there to sort of look at your numeracy and literacy skills. Um, And then if you're successful and if you pass the competency test, you would be invited to an assessment centre where you'd be interviewed in a group um, scenario, so you'd be working as a team to see how you work with other people. Um, It would then be followed by an individual um, interview and then an individual presentation on yourself about what you've done up to now and how you could be a part of Door Cymru, what you could provide to the company. Um, so that's it in a nutshell. Um, it, it was a three-month process, I'd say, from uh, from start to finish. Oh, gosh. That's a long process, and it? Like yeah. I say, it sounds quite in-depth. With the, with the competency thing, I used to work for Gwyneth Council, and we would recruit apprentices into the council, and before they started their course, they would have to do, you, you know, numeracy uh, English tests just to see what level they landed on. Do you guys have, a, like, a a course you do as part of the scheme or is it just learning on the job kind of thing? Um, so in the scheme we work with Cardiff University uh, yeah. to complete a diploma as such in, in management mm-hmm. so that's done through uh, through an external company and then 
we submit a record of what we've completed through the graduate scheme. Um, but what's important to highlight, I think, is that within the company we've got specialist trainers, mm-hmm. so they will provide us with training on all sorts of things, um, you know, people management, time management, uh, budgeting, things like that. So we do get a lot of training internally in Welsh Water. <laughs> and if there's anything that they can't provide us internally, they will source it externally. So the training is endless. There's always training that we can sign up to. Um, there's a there's a website that we can go on and just sign ourselves on to any, any sort of training. So there's training in, in sort of HR, admin, and there's also practical training like confined space entry, that sort of thing as well. So, Gosh. yeah, there's plenty of training available um, and it's all useful for the job. Amazing. It's really good when your employer is interested in upskilling you yeah, and you know yeah. making sure you have the skills you need and everything like that. Yeah, there's a specific That's talent good. and development um, and uh, learning and development team and okay. their job within Welsh Water is just to provide training for the employees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's, there's unlimited training available. I think, I think it's good to think about when you, you know, in that role, you're making the most of the things there. It sounds like you're still thinking of maybe in the future how this is going to be useful in that extra qualification as well. It prepares you for continually refining your skills and Absolutely. and not kind of getting, I suppose, with those placements as well. It helps you keep up to date with things, but also not getting too complacent. Yes, mm. yes, of course. You know, the, the main thing for us is to make sure that everyone goes home safe at the end of the day. Yeah. And the best way of ensuring that is making sure that everyone's had the training that they need. So by doing it in-house, we can keep track of you know everyone's training, make sure that everyone's completed what they should, and make sure that everyone's competent to do their roles and that they've had the training provided. Yeah, And I mean, the training is going to be applicable to other places as well, like especially some of those key skills around time management, budgeting, some of the health and safety aspects. So I think it's really interesting, isn't it, to think that a graduate scheme might be for a fixed period, but there's a lot of transferable skills from Absolutely. that as well. yeah. Yeah. Just a quick question about the Welsh language. Obviously, here in North Wales, a lot of people will speak Welsh more so than other areas. Is there a requirement to speak Welsh if someone was interested in the graduate scheme, or is there an opportunity to learn as well as part of that programme of training? Yeah, so the, it's it's not a requirement for the graduate scheme. Um, you can apply um, as an English speaker. It's not a requirement to be able to speak Welsh to apply for the graduate scheme. You can apply as an English speaker. So it's not a requirement to be able to speak Welsh to apply for the Welsh Water Graduate Scheme, but we do provide training, and for anyone who's interested, they can sign up to Welsh language um, courses and training. We also have a weekly call company-wide for anyone who's learning Welsh so that they can just have a chat in Welsh. It happens at 11am every Friday. Um, So anyone can sign up to that, and they can can speak Welsh with with other people. Um, It's a really good community and there, there is a really good community of um, Welsh language learners in Dwarkamru and yeah the company do do a lot in promoting that. That's brilliant I think it's useful to know for people listening maybe that there might be some people thinking that you have to speak Welsh or you've either got to be fluent or not speak it at all and it's really reassuring to know that there is that support from that learner community as well. Absolutely yeah. So another question we have is about how to be successful. So could you tell us maybe about what type of student or person you're looking for and what can make them really stand out? Yeah, okay. So we'd look for someone who's ambitious, enthusiastic and talented in their own way. Um, we'd be looking for someone who are, who's going to be the leader of the future. Um, and the requirement for us to apply for the graduate scheme is that you have at least a 2-2 um, degree in a STEM-related subject. 
have a passion over the water industry. External experiences as well, other than academic experiences, um, and that you're able to work and live in the UK. A full driving licence is needed for the job. There's a lot of travelling around between the different sites um, and just being available um, to relocate to, to a part of Wales um, and just being flexible with that, really. Those are the main requirements. And so would you say that this, those skills then come across in how a person stands out? So do you kind of see people standing out if they have more experience externally than academic? Yeah, absolutely. It's a very practical role. Um, so if you've got other interests, you know, things that you do outside of your academic life, um, they can definitely play a part. For example, you could be part of a club that can show that you're you know, good with teamwork, things like that. You might have a, an interest in mechanics or something like that, so that could be relatable for, for a job that we, we could have in Welsh Water following the graduate scheme. So, yeah, definitely having those external experiences, they can provide you with experiences that you would not necessarily get from a university degree. So, yeah, just being a, a well-rounded person with uh, with several different experiences. Brilliant. I think that ties into another episode we've done around volunteering and actually the role of volunteering is kind of something that really is impactful and actually now you're saying that those are the experiences that you kind of look for as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because often I think there's maybe a perception that if you just do the academic side, that, that will lead you on to that role. But actually, those extra things, and I really like what we said about work experience, not to be stuck in high school. Definitely. No, no, absolutely. Plenty of opportunities for experience, I think. Yeah. yeah. Out of curiosity, Will, where are the main locations for Welsh Water? In Welsh Water, we've got hubs in each area. So we've got the Dinas office in Llanunda, uh, which is the northwest hub. We've got the Kinmel Park office in the northeast. We've got Linnia and Tiawen in Cardiff and Swansea down in the southeast. And then in the southwest, we've got Clitach. So they are the main uh, oh, depots, yeah. yeah. And then there's offices in every treatment works as well. Um, okay, so they brilliant. can be used as well. Yeah. Okay. That's, um, that was like off by heart there. I don't think yeah. I could <laughs> do that. There's so many different places. I'd be like, oh, where's the other one? I don't remember. <laughs> I'm so bad with geography. But yeah, brilliant. Thank you for that. So thank you so much, Will, for coming on this podcast with us today. It's been really useful to get your insights as both someone on the graduate scheme and also then about kind of the process more more in depth. Yeah, definitely. It's always good to welcome back Bangor alumni as well. No problem at all. Thank you for having me. Okay, so just before we finish, is there anything else you want to add? Is there anything that you think would be useful for listeners to know, either about Dewood Cymru or your experiences yourself? The one thing I would say is, you know, get in touch if you have an interest in working for us. Um, We'd be more than happy to facilitate you in a work experience placement or even a site visit just to see what we do. Um, The water industry on the whole, is usually behind closed doors because of the nature of the job. Mm. But um, I think we've got a responsibility to let people know what we do. And one way of doing that is to invite mm. people who want to work to us to come to see us, um, get to know more about us. Um, so, yeah, if anyone is interested in doing any work experience with us, get in touch with us, join the talent community team um, and get in touch with the recruitment team to see if we can fit you in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I'd just advise you to get in touch um, and yeah, keep an eye out on, on the page for any roles that come up. Great. It's definitely a good um, point because, obviously, everyone thinks of work experience like something you did when you were 16 or something, but if you do it when you're trying to figure out what career you want to do, it's good because then you can you know have that taste today with 
door come in and then be like, oh yeah, actually this is something I actually really enjoy doing. Yeah. It's something I want to pursue, or you know maybe not. <laughs> I'm sure it would be, but no, yeah, work experience definitely a good yeah, point there. Yeah. But it's definitely not something that should be kept in school. I think. Yeah, companies on the whole should be more open to have mm. experienced people on work experience with them as well because um, yeah, it's it's a big step, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Perfect, yeah. Thank you so much, Will. And yeah, to anyone who's listening who would be interested, just get in touch with us um, and we'll see if we can accommodate you. So, for further episodes, remember to tune in. There'll be more discussions, more questions and remember if you do have any suggestions for topics or a speaker you'd like to hear from, please remember to send us an email on targetconnect at bangor.ac.uk or better yet, send us a DM to our Instagram page at the Employability Service. We hope you've enjoyed listening to our podcast. Bye for now.